I don't think I want to know a six-year-old who isn't a dreamer or silly heart. And I sure don't want to know one who takes their student career seriously. I don't have a college degree. I don't even have a job. But I know a good kid when I see one. Because they're all good kids until dried out, brain-dead stags like you drag them down and convince them they're no good. You so much as scowl at my niece or any other kid in the school and I hear about it and I'm coming looking for you. Here, take this quarter, go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Good day to you, madam. Welcome to NYC Actors Talk Film in our John Candy miniseries and also we're live on YouTube, ladies and gents. I'm Hunter. I'm Nick. And today we are talking Uncle Buck. What the buck? What the buck? I got you, there. I got you. You, were, <laughs> you did. You, you, you were taking it back. You were like, oh? I said, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, good Lord. He said buck. Oh my gosh, he said buck. Did he just say buck? <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, yeah, we're talking Uncle Buck today. Um... Uh, 1989, uh, John Hughes movie, another John Hughes movie. We just did uh, Planes, Strains, Automobiles, and now we're doing this. Uh, you know, double, double feature. Du uh, John Hughes, you, John Hughes, double feature. Nick, have you seen this movie before? Uh, no, I've not seen this movie before. Me neither. Look at us, it's first timers. Look at us. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Not me. Uh huh. <laughs> Uh, so, Nicholas, first thoughts, impressions? Yeah, so uh, before we jump into our thoughts on Uncle Buck, welcome to the NYC Actors Talk Film 50th episode spectacular. This is not a regular episode of NYC Actors Talk Film. We are live streaming, baby. And uh, we have a monitor here to uh, look at the chat uh, throughout the episode. Uh, I'd like to introduce our moderator, Baby Yoda. I don't know if you can see him because of, there we go. There he is. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Wave. Wave, little buddy. Oh, oh look, look at him. him. He's so cute. Oh, <laughs> he's so cute. He, he's a little shy, so he's not gonna talk to us. But believe mm. me, for the for people who are listening and not watching, Baby Oda is indeed here with us. He's in the studio. Yeah, yeah. He's in the studio. Mm -hmm. uh, so anyway, yeah. So uh, uh, welcome to the live stream, uh, Uncle Buck. What the Buck. This was uh, one of the movies that he's well known for, obviously. Um, it's a huge movie for him. It's a huge movie in general. Uh, it's a, it's pretty popular. You know, pe people say like, oh, you know, so, uh, usually in the uh, 40 to 50s age range, you know, people are like, oh, one of my favorite comedies. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I was pretty excited to, to watch it. Um, it's also so popular that it spawned a TV show. If you don't know, I it did spawned, not. Yeah, yeah, it spawned a one-season-long uh, TV show. Uh, none of the original cast uh, came back, obviously. Uh, John Hughes was not involved. He kind of didn't even know it was going on until I don't know. Someone from the show was like, "Oh, can we take like archive footage from the movie for this episode or whatever?" And John Hughes was like, "Oh, Uncle Buck show? What the buck? <laughs> Nobody asked me." We asked me. And then, so that didn't fall through, and then they made a Uncle Buck show in 2016. Did you know this? No. What are you talking about? That was not very long ago. 
All right. Uh, for for those listening, you you can't see it, but I'm gonna show Hunter the poster for the 2016 Uncle Buck. Mm-hmm. Oh God. There it is. Oh. It's Uncle Buck. Oh. So uh, they tried to, you know, uh, a racial flip it, which in and of itself isn't a bad idea, but apparently it was so uh, poorly received that it only produced eight episodes. I mean, yeah, I mean, just all you got to do is look at it and you're like, oh, it probably wasn't like top notch, like comedy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean. And also, the show is based on, like, the 80s comedies. Are they ever good? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and it, it rarely works out. You know there's a Ferris Bueller show, too? No. Yeah. Mm. All the Basically, all the John Hughes movies have, like, terrible either spinoffs or fake sequels. Because they're not real sequels, because no, no one from the original movies were involved <laughs> in, any, in any way. Uh, you know, so... You know, and, you know, John Hughes movies, you know, those were, like, the big movies of that time. Yeah, I mean, uh, just go watch the movie. Just go watch the OG movie. Don't try to... It's all for money. Money grabs. I call call money grabs. Money grabs. Money grabs. Get your money grabs here. Get your money grabs here. Get your money grabs. Come on, we got an Uncle Buck show. (laughs) Look at it. (laughs) Check it out. Come on. You know you want it, right? <laughs> right? right? <laughs> yeah. You, you asked somebody who asked for this? Somebody asked. No, nobody asked. Somebody oh. asked for this. Right? Right? Oh, whatever. Do eight episodes. <laughs> uh, Uncle Buck. What the buck? What the buck? So, yeah, uh, I'm curious what you think of this movie. Uh so this is your first time too, as you said, right? Yeah, I I really wanted to like this movie. Or, or like, I like, I wanted to love it, I should say. I really wanted to love it. And I just couldn't fully 100% get into it for some reason. I think it just felt very base level to me, the movie. Um, some good comedic moments. I laughed. I did. I laughed a few times. Um, but it didn't quite do what Planes, Trains, and Automobiles did for me. But that's just me. I, I, I'm interested to hear your take on it, though. Yeah, uh, I was pretty excited, too, uh, just because I've heard good things about it. Uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of the same way, Hunter. I really wish I liked this movie more than I did, but I thought it was okay. Like, it was cute. You know, I, I, I definitely didn't, like, hate it. There are definitely worse movies out there. Um... And uh, more problematic John Hughes movies, but mm. but uh, yeah, this one's just like I don't know. It's like white bread. It's like it tastes fine. It's serviceable. It gets the job done. But at the end of the day, are you going to remember that white bread? No. No. <laughs> like, no. Uncle Buck is just white bread. <laughs> <laughs> it's white bread. It's such a good analogy for this movie because you're so right. It is. Uh, the only thing that I will remember from this movie is what is behind you there, I think. Like, the, the interesting, like, there he is. The interesting, like, horror elements to it that were, like, just an interesting choice to put in this movie. But that, I think, is what is memorable about it. Um, and that and Macaulay Culkin. 
Right, yeah. Macaulay Cloak. Look at her. Macaulay. Macaulay Culkin is quite good in this, I think. Uh, I mean, uh, I. You know, he's just cute. You know, he's just a cute little boy saying, like, grown up things, and that's funny. You know, like, that's oh. the that's the kind of charm of him. You know, he's saying, like, these things an adult would say. And that's funny. Like, I, it, you know, it's, you, you can, you know, it, it, it's pretty basic on that level. But you know what? It works for a reason. Oh, I realized how much of a simple man I am. I literally was like, oh, little kid doing the dishes, acting grown up, phone rings. Says, do I got to do everything around here? That's my kind of comedy right there. That is my kind of comedy. Exactly. And um, the, you know, I'm a, I'm a simple man too, Hunter. Sometimes I just want a little boy to say that he, he himself is a kid and he knows he's a kid and he knows he's not fully developed yet. <laughs> um, I, I feel like there's so many things to talk about with, the, with this movie. There's so many things, but also not so many things to talk about. Literally, so much happens in this movie but does anything really happen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, where do we even start, Hunter? <laughs> so, all right, let's just start with the with the basics, all right? So the plot of this movie is it's his parents, they got three kids, and all of a sudden, the mom's father has a heart attack, and she wants anybody but Uncle Buck to come watch these kids. But it is such late notice, they have to leave so soon, that they call John Candy and he comes over very quick, and he he hasn't seen the kids in like a very long time. Like he's like he's driving and he's struggling to remember their names and stuff. Right. Which I like. I think I like when it starts off. I like the the premise here. You know, it's a, it's a very classic premise. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Do you know uh, the actors who were considered for Uncle Buck before Tom Candy? Tom Candy? Excuse Tom me. Tom Candy. <laughs> oh, because I, I'm looking at the names right now. I think that's why. It was a Freudian slip. Is it Tom um, Hanks? <laughs> yes. Tom Ooh. Hanks was Tom Hanks was considered uh, for the role of Uncle Buck, uh, as, as well as, and I'll list them all here, uh, uh, before John Candy took the role, these actors were considered for Uncle What the Buck. John Goodman, Bill Murray, Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks, Steve Martin, Michael Keaton, Tim Allen, George Wint, Dan Aykroyd, Ed O'Neill, Jim Belushi, Dudley Moore, John Travolta, Joe, <laughs> Joe Pesci, <laughs> wait, wait for it. Robin Williams. <laughs> Give me the Robin cut, dude. Give me the Robin, the Robin cut. cut. <laughs> okay, I was about to make that joke about Tom Cruise, but I didn't actually think that. But I think I actually think that about the Robin Williams. I think he would have done a very good job. Um, I'm not, and I'm not even done yet. I'm almost oh though. Uh, Danny DeVito and Jack Nicholson. Now I think. Danny DeVito was, like, one of the very first, like, we want this actor to play Uncle Buck. And nothing against John Candy, nothing against the man, but I think Danny DeVito would have been a better fit for the role. You think? Yeah. No, no, uh, 
nothing against John Candy, but I think he's... And critics, I believe, have also said this about his performance, but he's just too nice. Like, like he's... Because, he's, like, the concept, the premise of this movie is, oh, this crazy, like, kind of shady uncle is, like, babysitting these kids. Mm-hmm. And so the contrast should be so sharp that that's the the comedy. Yeah. Um, one of my problems with this movie is that it felt like there was, like, very little journey about it. You know, like, he all of a sudden, like, apparently he's sleazy, but then he shows up and he's, like, cares you know what i mean he's like making breakfast maybe not the best breakfast in the world but he's like trying you know and then at the end of the movie it's like oh i like kids it's like well you like them before you know what i mean it's like you're weird and you have this weird thing with the the oldest daughter or whatever that's like kind of a uh like a shithead i get i i'm trying to think of like a better term but yeah, it just felt like there was very little journey, but I think that you're right. It would have been better if they casted somebody. Even like, I mean, Tom Cruise would have drastically changed the movie, but like, oh, sleazy. You know what I mean? Like sleazy gambler. Right. Like, yeah, like, that's a very good thing for him. Whereas John Candy, it's like, oh, you're already lovable. You know, like how we were talking about planes, trains, and automobiles, where it's like, oh, you can't help but like, uh, uh, care about him because he's just so like he's such a nice guy. Exactly, and I think, you know, I, I Dave Thomas said this in his uh, in John Candy's documentary, but you know, like there are, you know, stars that just play themselves, and I think in some ways, you know, that was John Candy that like you know like he was playing himself and what what himself was was this kind, lovable guy. But you know, like it, like it, when it comes to like wildly different like choices or or like a or a different energy for other characters, like that's not really what he does, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's totally cool. But like you know, like he he usually plays the lovable guy, and we love that for him, <laughs> and yeah. we love that you know because he's great in these movies. But but I think this is the movie where I, even though I think he didn't do a bad job by any means i was like oh okay like you know this is uh maybe not entirely the right role for him i i agree and um uh the actress's name is um slipping on me but the woman that plays his love interest um i, I don't know I don't yeah know. uh she <laughs> oh sorry something that i uh thought was really fun is that because she's in field of dreams right she plays the wife of uh kevin costner and the the little girl in the movie also in field of dreams thought that that was kind of cool anyway but i really wanted to buy their relationship and i I didn't and i think it's like i don't know it just like he's such a sleazy guy apparently but also has this like really nice woman yeah i think like once again i think it was if it was played by dane devito and like we see that character change it would have worked a lot more but yeah because he's already kind of likable and he's already like like yeah, like they're trying to make him out like yeah, you, you know he he he's late to things and like you know he doesn't keep his promise, but like I don't believe it necessarily. Yeah. You know, like I I wish I did more. And once again, I think he's doing good work in the movie. Like I I I'm not really throwing his performance, uh, you know. But yeah, I I I just think it was a bit of a miscast. But you know he does well for what he what he's doing. You know when 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 it's crazy, you know he can he can do the crazy parts well 
And yeah, I think like yeah, let just to go through some of the important plot beats of the mm -hmm. movie. Um, yeah, so John Candy is like yeah, he's taking care of the kids. Uh, he, what the fuck happens in this movie? <laughs> I know, yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like he's taking care of it. And there, there's a lot of, like, comedic beats. Like, uh, one that happens way later. Sorry, this kind of broke me. I was, like, really trying to remember. And I watched this last night. I watched I, this last night. Oh, I watched it, like, this morning. <laughs> so, um, which is interesting because, like, planes, trains, and automobiles. Again, very memorable. I remember, like, a lot of the things that happened in that movie. Specifically, like, in order. This movie, I, I'm like, it's also just jam like jambled in my head. Like yeah. I remember the pancake bit. I remember the Macaulay Culkin um, uh, uh, washing the dishes bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, uh, apparently, uh, what's it called Stephanie walked in while I was watching it, and she was all like, and she started laughing, and I was like, what? And she's like, this is uh, a trend on TikTok, and it's, um, and I was like, what? So apparently, there's a trend on TikTok where it's Macaulay Culkin and John Candy. And it's the scene where he's asking the questions. Oh like, yeah, oh, which is uh, w before you get into that, w mm -hmm. that is my favorite scene of the movie. Uh, mine too. And uh, actually, to to give it a little bit of backstory, uh, mm -hmm. Macaulay Culkin obviously was very young. He was eight, and so you know he's not a professional yet. Uh, uh, the Home Alone days are not ahead of him quite yet, but almost. <laughs> but almost. Almost. Uh, and we'll get into that. But, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so, you know, he was having trouble trying to remember those lines because it, it's in that scene, because it's so fast, like the back and forth. Um, so John Candy, what he did was he wrote the, the lines, like, you know, when, when it cuts to Macaulay Culkin, like if he was having any trouble with the lines, like John Candy would have the lines, I think on his forehead. If I, if that's not true, uh, uh. I, I'm a liar, like mm -hmm. all actors are. Mm -hmm. Yes. But I'm pretty sure if he didn't write it on his head, he at least wrote them down so he can remember them, which was like a really sweet gesture, especially for like an eight-year-old. You know what I mean? Because it's so fast, the back and forth. Like I, I even I would have trouble. Yeah, like today, I'd have yeah, trouble. Yeah, today, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's also like, I mean, uh, him and the other little girl too. They're very impressive in the movie. I felt like they're. Their performances are like yeah, the little girl's adorable and and like her lines are like genuinely funny and how she says them are so like just innocent and funny you know yeah I, I like yeah. the kids in this I mm -hmm. uh, I wish we kind of got to see more of a journey for the relationship between uh, Uncle Buck and the kids because or at least even if it's not a journey like let's just like live more into like you know what Uncle Buck means to these kids yes yes okay yeah something that I thought during this movie I was like. Where are the kids? They disappear for a good chunk of this movie, right? Where the buck are the kids? Where the buck are the kids? I was like, this this was the most compelling part of this movie is seeing him with the children. And now it's gone? What's happening? And yeah. I don't remember what happened in that portion of the movie. I think that's why it's so, like, there's a part of it that's lost. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it's. I'm kind of struggling to remember what, mm -hmm. what even happens. Okay, well... well Let's uh, let's start with the relationship he has with the fifteen-year-old girl. Um, yes. Uh, the the you know the rebellious teenager who doesn't like him, and we never 
I guess I guess we, we, we can allude to the fact that he wasn't there for years. That's why she's pissed. I guess. I just wish they. I just wish they addressed it more. If that's like really the case. Yeah, uh, but she also was pissed. I think she's just like a stereotypical angsty teenager for like no reason because she's also pissed at the parents too. Right. So I don't know, but um, yeah. When Uncle Buck first gets there, he's making breakfast and he's like doing like he's trying yep. and then um there's a phone call that happens that uh it's the mccullough colkin thing and he's talking to the mom um and then she picks up the phone the angsty teen and it's like totally lying to uh to the mother being like yeah like he's crazy he's doing a terrible job and like he's scary or whatever and i was like you're a liar like it would have been, it would have been a lot better if he was a lot more sleazy and like he was like just like crazy. So in, so in other words, he's an actor. John Candy's an actor everybody. because all because all actors are liars. <laughs> anyway, go on. <laughs> I like that bit. I do. Um, I know you do, honey. But, but, oh God! <laughs> but it, it would have been so much better. If he was sleazy, you know what? Make Uncle Buck more sleazy. The next TV show about Uncle Buck, make him more sleazy, and then maybe I'll buy it. Who should play Uncle Buck now? If they made a remake, who who would play him? I don't know, Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, can't be honest. Put Russell Crowe in that outfit right there, the hat. I think I'd buy it. I think he'd be kind of good. <laughs> You know, because he can be funny and he can also be sleazy. All right. I'm just going to because my mind is a blank. I'm going to look at like character actors real quick. I'm just going to go through the lists. Jack Black. Oh, you know what? You know what? Yes. Yes. Jack Black would have been a good Uncle Buck. Yeah. I'm still sticking by my Russell Crowe unless I hear somebody better from you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Um... Oh my god, oh my god, you know who actually would? You know who actually would? You know who they'd actually cast? Yeah. Fucking James Corden. And you freaking know it. You know they'd actually cast him. Fuck, you're right. You know him. And Oh sorry, wait, 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 sorry. Buck, you're right. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse yourself. And in an Uncle Buck musical. Uh, actually, anytime we say fuck for the rest of this uh, episode, can we say Buck instead? I will try my absolute best. All right, try your best. <laughs> you fucking know it, man. Okay, good, good, good. Just checking. We're off to a good start. <laughs> um, yeah, Jack Black. Uh, uh, um, oh, um, what's that guy? Um, well, if if James Gandolfini was still around. He would have been a good Uncle Buck. He would have been a great Uncle Buck, actually. I, I, I think that would have been, like, the perfect choice. Really? If he was still with us, yeah. Because, like, mm-hmm. without getting too much into The Sopranos, like, you know, I think Tony Soprano has the, those two sides to him. That, like, he's shady, you know, he's a you know murderous uh, mob boss, but he can also play sweet, loving family man. So mm-hmm. I think though those, like, those two sides to him, mm-hmm. uh, I think he would have played that well in this movie. That would have been. 
Yeah, oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with James. Uh, <laughs> I'll go with James Gandolfini. You go with James Corden. Yes. Are was... you Are you sticking with that decision, sir? I th- um I don't think I'd want to see it, but I think the Hollywood execs want to see you're that. Right, you're um, right. But you're so, think, dude, you're so fucking right. Dude, I'm so fucking right. Maybe uh, uh, Vin Diesel, because we kind of got that in the pacifier. Vin <laughs> Diesel. You know what? Actually, if uh, because this uh, new 2016 Uncle Buck didn't work, I think they would probably gender flip it. Like, it would probably be a woman. Um... Instead of making an original movie with women in it, they'll make a, a, a female Uncle Buck movie. Starring Melissa McCarthy. Actually, that's exactly what they would fucking do. Sorry, um, that's exactly what they would fucking do. Or they do, um, uh, who played with James Corden in Cats? I'm sorry? uh, uh, Who's also in Pitch Perfect? Pitch Perfect? Uh, Oh, 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 um, let me look her up real real quick. Mm -hmm. Pitch Perfect... Keep talking though while while I'm looking up. Yeah, uh, whoever her name is, I think she'd be perfect. Rebel yeah. Wilson, Rebel Wilson, Rebel Wilson, or Melissa McCarthy, or hell, both. Sorry, I this is off topic a little bit, but Ben Platt was in the Pitch Perfect movies. Yeah, he played the magician. I've never seen those movies, so. Oh. Well, doesn't that just make you want to watch it already? <laughs> yeah, he played the magician. All right, let's fucking go on to the next topic. Uh, so, um, Buck, what are yeah, we fuck. what what are we gonna fucking say about this movie now? Um, <laughs> See, everybody's just getting a glimpse into what it what it really takes to be the the host of NYC Actors Talk. Though it's a lot of bucking hard work. It's bucking hard work, man. It's bucking hard. Bucking. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, John Candy, Uncle Buck makes a huge pancake. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, he makes a pancake. Yeah, uh, I, it was they delicious. Look, it looks so good. Dude. It looks so good. Oh, also the monologue I almost chose while I was searching five seconds before <laughs> he did this. Um, I almost did the, the washer machine or, or the dryer or whatever. He, and he's all like, Come on, don't you want to... I forget. Absolutely not. That would have been a terrible cold open. That would have been been hilarious, dude. No, you know what would would have also been a a good cold open? Uh, When he's talking to the dog. That... Okay, that scene was kind of what I I wanted from, like, more of the movie. That was a very touching scene right there. Yeah, Um, it was touching. Like, you know, once again, when John Candy has the opportunity to be really sweet and have these, like moments of pathos like he'll actually like do those scenes really well um and uh yeah i think uh i think let's just focus right now on like the relationship with uncle buck and the teenage girl because yeah they're they're very very uh friction a lot of friction with the both Mm -hmm. of them uh you know like she's trying to party and have sex and he's like no 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 which I was also kind of confused about a little bit because, like, is it trying to say like she she shouldn't hang out with her boyfriend? I mean, I guess at the end of the movie, like, they're saying like he's a sleaze ball, but like they didn't know that before. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, is it trying to say like 
don't have sex. I, you know what I mean? Like it, 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 this weird, like territorial, like oh, like you have to always control your teenage girl. Mm. Like they can't go out at all. They can't do this and that. They can't like live their life at all. And if they do, like they're secretly not. They secretly don't want to have sex, or they secretly don't want to yeah. do this. And like I, I don't know. It seemed a little one note one sided maybe just like i don't know it just it didn't have a lot of nuance to it so what, what i think they were trying to do is that like oh john candy's a sleaze ball he knows sleaze balls but it would have i mean it would have paid off more if they leaned into that you know so i i think that that's what they were getting at but it, it doesn't it doesn't read that way it doesn't come off that way yeah i just don't know who's in the right when it comes to that stuff like it, I mean, there's no like clear like or not even like clear what's right or what's wrong, but just like understanding both sides of of like that kind of argument. Like, don't go out. Why? You know, like or like who? You know what I mean? There's just no nuance there. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, how it read to me while I was watching it, I was like, "Oh, John Candy's. He's he's like a he's kind of nuts," you know. But then, as you said, like. It, it paid, like he was right at the end, you know, that the guy was terrible. Right. Um, right, because that could have been like a character flaw or like they could have explored like, oh, why is he so like overly protective? Because he got hurt when he was that age or, you know, they could have dived into it a little more. Right. Which, I mean, he showed, I mean, and in a John Hughes movie, he showed us in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles that he can like take on them, you know, that emotional weight of the character. Which, yeah, exactly. Like he can handle it. it. The the movie just doesn't give him any moments to do that. Except in the scene with the dog. Except except for the scene where he's talking to the bucking dog. To the bucking dog, dude. And he pours a little beer in his uh in his water thing and he's like, Little for you, little for me. And I, I like that. I like that. Um Yeah. Yeah. As you as you said too, John Candy is like very good in this movie. There's li- and Everybody, I think, in the movie is, like, pretty soft. Oh, another plot point that's really weird. Who's played by Laurie Metcalf. Right, and I recognized her voice, and then I was like, that's Laurie Metcalf. And so I look it up. It was Laurie Metcalf, and she shows up in two scenes. She's pretty funny in it, I guess. Who doesn't look... She does not look the same. I have no idea. Yeah, is it a wig? Is it, like, like the makeup she's wearing? I don't know. I think it's the makeup. It has to be makeup. Because, yeah. like, nobody changes that crazy when they age. You know what I mean? Man, people thought uh, the transformation with the with Heath Ledger as the Joker was crazy. <laughs> but have you seen Laurie Metcalf and Uncle Buck? Unrecognizable. You're not going to bucking believe who's in this movie. <laughs> Laurie Metcalf Laurie is Bucky in Uncle Buck. Buck. <laughs> um, <laughs> which... Literally, that character was only there so the payoff of like um, Feel the Dreams woman, uh, wa- Shawnee's sister character name, I think, uh, walking in on them like weirdly dancing. But that's the only reason. It was only, it was like a plot point, you know? There has to be something that comes between them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, oh, so we, we kind of get to the end of the movie. Uh, and like yeah, so she's going out. Um, Uncle Buck is concerned for whatever reason, um, and so we're cutting to like the party, 
and then Uncle Buck's going to the party. He's driving uh, the Beast, which uh, which is a pretty charming, uh, uh, you know, like car movie car. Yeah, no, I was uh, I was thinking while watching it too. I was like, this car is like a character in itself. Honestly, I think the best character of the movie is the car, the Beast. Honestly, yeah, it yeah, yeah, it carries a lot of emotional weight of the movie. Um, kind of shows where Uncle Buck is at in his life. You know? Exactly. I, I, the chemistry the car has with Uncle Buck. Oh, it's perfect. In, impeccable. Impe- Bucking impeccable. Bucking impeccable. <laughs> um, if we were doing MVP for the movie, it would be the car, the beast. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so we're got, cutting back and forth. Uncle Buck's going to get her. She's about to make a huge mistake, I guess, <laughs> and uh, and have sex with the guy. But then we realize, oh, it's a different girl. And, uh, and actually, um, uh, the, the daughter of Uncle Buck's father's family, what's her name? <laughs> I, oh God, oh, the daughter? Tia, Tia, Tia. Um, Tia, yeah. Tia, Tia is somewhere else. Uh, she is, uh, just walking around, uh, and, I guess her character arc is over because I guess she realized what she was doing was wrong and that she was mean. Uh, uh, what the fuck is this movie? <laughs> and then her and Uncle Buck have a nice conversation and he's like, I was right. Oh yeah, he's in the trunk of my car. <laughs> Which that was kind of funny. Uh, I and if it was James Gandolfini playing that role, I think it would be even funnier. <laughs> I thought Uncle Buck was like funny, but no, he's like he he just kidnapped like a sixteen year old boy in the back of his truck. Oh, it's my phone. Just a second. I think it's baby baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Yeah, wait a second. Hey, baby Yoda. Yeah, I thought you were moderating the chat, dude. Where are you? Oh, okay. Okay, I'll I'll let him know. Yeah, yeah. Hey. I fucking love you, baby Yoda. Alright. Kissy kissy. Bye bye. Oh boy. Oh gosh. So that was uh that was Baby Yoda. Uh he left the studio. He is not there anymore. Uh, I don't know where he went. I th- I thought he was right here. But um uh Baby Yoda the moderator of this live stream is gone, but he'll be back. Oh, you can't, you can't, can't trust him. You can't what are we trust paying him for? Do we pay him? I th- what? Now we know why he walked out. We're not paying him. <laughs> We're not paying him. We're not bucking <laughs> paying him. I'm done with this bucking crap, okay? Yeah, you know what? I'm going to say it on air. Buck, baby Yoda. A hot take. Hot take. And I agree. Uh, wait, what? And I agree. <laughs> Finally, we agree on something, Star Wars. <laughs> um, but yeah, so just to kind of wrap up, um, you know, I, I think the reconciliation with him and the girlfriend is nice. You know, we kind of see them banter at the end of the movie when they're saying goodbye, like the parents are back and everything, and they're bantering you know, leaving, bye, oh, hey, look what I have to deal with here. And it's like, you know, that's cute, you know, uh, it, it, it's not really developed or it's not really earned, but 
But I think that moment is sweet. And, like, you know, they're, they're all saying goodbye. Tia looks at Uncle Buck. They smile at each other. Roll credits. So, like, you know, it, even though it, it's not an earned ending... Sorry, it's not an earned ending by any means. I, I, I did leave the movie thinking, oh, okay, well, that wasn't all bad. Like, it, it was all right. Like, I, like I'm not going to remember it. It's white bread. But I, I do... Let's talk about Uncle Buck. Let's talk about John Candy's performance some more. But but I overall, yeah, I, I thought it was completely like split down the middle. Like, okay. Yeah. Um I I mean I'd have to agree. Yeah, uh John Candy he he uh helms the movie very well. Like, um I feel like up to now, anyway, in this miniseries, it's kind of been like, oh, he's I mean, Plain Saints and Automobile and Automobiles he was like a main character, right? But he was also it was also like Steve Martin, you know what I mean? Oh, um, movie, by the way, sorry. Um, yeah, the story that I was telling you about with uh, Macaulay Culkin and John mm. Candy, um, he wrote the lines uh, on his hand. Ah, <laughs> I knew it was I, I knew it was some body part. But anyway, uh, but anyway, go on. I love it. Up to now in this miniseries, like he's kind of been like the side character, you know what I mean? But this, it's like, oh, he's He's in every single scene of this movie. He is this is he is the lead of this movie, and he does it. I wish that the script and I wish the movie um, handled him better, but he handles this like the movie very well. That's true. What he it, does. He sorry. Go ahead. Uh, uh, just for what it is, you know. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, like he definitely holds his own in this, mm-hmm. and uh, as much as I really would have liked them to explore this character of of Buck more. I, I I do think it, this movie does show kind of like how it showed that Robin Williams could hold a movie in a world according to Garp. Um, uh, not as bad as Garp. <laughs> not as bad. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, it, but just like that movie, it shows that John Candy could hold his own, that he could do a movie where he's not the funniest character or, or he's not like just cracking jokes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes he could just be the main character and he can have his own struggles or whatever. Once again, I wish those struggles were explored more or whatever, but, like, they're there if you want to look at, like, oh, like, on paper, like, okay, like, this is Uncle Buck's problem that he has to solve or whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think it's it, I think it's a decent performance. I, I just really think the movie is kind of failing him, and I, I don't know. It, I, guess it's a, I guess it's a hot take because people like this movie, I think. I mean- I think I don't, I don't know. I, I but do uh, people? But all oh, sorry. But also, like, do people actually talk about this movie? Do people say like, "Hey, Uncle Buck, one of the best comedies"? Or like, do, do you ever go on the street and someone's like, "Hey, have you seen Bucking Uncle Buck?" You ever, you ever just go on the street and you hear somebody talk about Uncle? You ever just go out on the street, out on the town? <laughs> You know, and just whip up a conversation with somebody about Uncle Buck. Because uh, I know I haven't. Hell no. Hell no. I don't think I ever, I don't think that'll ever happen in my bucking life. Fuck no, dude. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I I think that's pretty much it. I mean, we're obviously missing some key things, of course, yada, yada, yada. But like overall, uh, I like, I, you know, I like John Candy and I like, what he's trying to do here it's just the movie is kind of you know it's it's fine yeah i mean and especially like i was um 
talked to Stephanie briefly after I watched the movie, and I was like, I want to, like, what I'm telling you is, like, oh, I wanted to love it, and then she was saying, like, oh, like, I don't know if he's, if John Candy's known for, like, the movies that he's in. He's kind of just known for, like, the performances that he gives, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I, uh, I'm starting to realize that, too. I, yeah. uh, you know, as, and, and I love him in Planes, Trains, but yeah, like, some of these other movies, and at least in our opinion, uh, are, like, just kind of of the time, and, like, a little, like, eh, whatever, but, like, he's always, he always stands out in them, and I think, like, you know, his work in, like, SCTV, and, mm-hmm. like, you know, and, like, you know, his live performances, and, you know, sketch comedy work, like, I think that's a big part of his success. Yeah, um, yeah, and also, like, it's, it's an admirable thing to, like, be in some, like lackluster movies for lack of a better word but always be like memorable like he's john candy you know what i mean like everybody knows that name yeah he was this comedic force that even if the movie wasn't that great people would go see it and enjoy him in it exactly and that's like that's pretty amazing yeah and one and you know and, and just to be a little more positive like he has some good scenes in this movie you know once again with the kids you know like his 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 timing's great you know like it it once again, that scene where Macaulay Culkin and him are going back and forth, I I laughed I laughed really lo- loud like during that part. Like I really liked that part. Like I was laughed. Like that was actually one of the only times I really like genuinely laughed at something in the movie because it was his timing and Macaulay Culkin's timing and their chemistry. Um, actually, what's funny is like Christopher Columbus, who's the director of Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, watched his performance and he was like oh he's great and john hughes was like oh you're doing this home i want to do this home alone movie actually it was based off of a scene where macaulay culkin is like looking through the what is it the the door thing oh, the, the, the mail drop thing yeah the mail drop and yeah, so yeah. like the moment where like he's imagining like other people are there and then you like actually see like people there and then they're not there you know it's like you know a trick of the mind like you know it's just like a kid being paranoid but like that was like such an inspired scene uh, that they were like, oh, he needs to be in something else. Let's make Home Alone and have that kind of premise of like a home, a kid alone. A, you know, his imagination is running wild. You know, and and everything. So that scene was kind of the origin of the Home Alone movies. Yeah, I I figured that it was, or yeah, just because it was very Home Alone. Like you even see like the like the burglars or whatever, and it's like, huh. It's like, oh, that's such a cool, like, even, like, knowing that Home Alone was made and, like, watching it now, you know, it's, like, a cool callback almost. Yeah. And, uh, oh, and also, um, here's a, here's an interesting John Candy story during the filming of this movie. It was a long day of filming. John Candy uh, was uh, hanging out at uh, several bars one night, uh, you know, and... You know, just like he always does, you know, he's making everyone happy, you know, he's talking to everybody, you know, everyone's having a great time, but it was like a long night, and it was, you know, like a a crazy night. Um, uh, Actually, Hughes, John Hughes, apparently heard, like, on a radio thing, like, you know, what exactly happened that night, you know, before they they filmed the next day, and so John Hughes was like, oh, uh, John, so I I know what happened last night, Are, are you, like good to like shoot the movie and you know candy explained like oh well you know buck is disheveled and you know whatever like it actually works right like it'd be all right if i 
a you know walk on set like this mm. and john hughes was like no uh we're we're we're, we're stopping today's uh filming uh get some rest candy oh so that was uh, interesting because you mentioned you mentioned um another story where john candy was out late with jack nicholson and yeah. but it didn't but it didn't end as unwell as this story does yeah that's oh that's really like kind of sad yeah because that you know because at first it's like oh fun you know like he's just partying and now it, you know we're at the time of his life where it's like you're we have to like stop we we can't film like you're not you're not yeah. ready. Like you're you're not up for the job because you, you've been drinking and partying all night. Eesh, that is like, that's heavy. Yeah. So heavy. I thought you know not a fun fact per se, but it, or maybe it is because it's like it was such a wild time and like whoa, John Hughes found out and it was like this crazy mm-hmm. thing. But like you know, but it but it does goes to it goes to show that you know like uh. Th- this was kind of the beginning of his kind of fall into, you know, a fall health wise, you know, and, and everything, yeah. you know, like he would, you know, he, you know, someone said this in our stripes episode, I think it was our guest, but, uh, uh Xander, but he said, you know, like he knew he wasn't too long for this world and everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, yeah, it, it's interesting. Yeah. Not a fun, not a fun fact, but it, I thought it was an interesting story, but a fact nonetheless, but it's a fact. Um, yeah. So, uh, do you want to do final thoughts or? Yeah, let's do it. Um, yeah. So I, I'm giving this a, as I said, split down the middle, five out of ten. It's not bad. It's not good. Uh, John Candy's doing his best. It's just a regular standard comedy to me. And you know, I wish it was more, but that's just how I feel. Yeah, uh, I'd have to agree. Five out of ten. Um, it. I mean, yeah, literally everything that you said, not bad, not good. Um, some funny moments, I did laugh, um, but I'm not gonna remember much about it, except for uh, like a few moments of John Candy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so yeah. So where, uh, where are you putting this? Where am I ranking this performance? Uh, I guess technically I have to give it two, like second, because he is in, the movie like the whole time like i i don't know though Ugh, it's weird because like i think i laughed more when he was in stripes mm-hmm. maybe yeah but he, but he has a lot less to do so i think i have to give it this performance like number two just because he's in it more it's weird how this works because yeah. obviously planes trains obviously planes trains is number one but mm-hmm. and it probably always will be um but yeah I think I have to give it number two, just to, on the basis that like he is the lead and he can carry his own. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. Like, I did not like Stripes. The more I think about it, the more I actually don't like it. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's last. Splash is third because it's not going to be second. <laughs> uh, and then Uncle Buck is number two and Plane Strains is number one for obvious reasons i mean the way that we talk about it's obvious yeah Um, but yeah all right well that was our uncle buck episode 50th episode uh i can't believe it uh we have so we have so many more episodes to do uh, that (laughs) that we want to do not um so yeah this uh yeah this was fun hunter yeah dude this is all this has been 
all 50 of our episodes. This has been a blast. Yeah. Um, oh, Baby Yoda is back. Oh, back in the studio. Oh, he's back. Oh, say hi. Wave hi. Hi. There he is. All right. Can you do your bucking job? Please. Thank you. All right. Ah. He's moderating the chat again. Finally. He's looking at, he's looking at the chat. Um, all I got to say before we wrap up. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was, dude, only way to end our 50th episode. Check us out next week where we'll talk. Only the Lonely. Uh, never heard of this movie. Uh, but it's his one, one, of, one of his only dramatic roles. Oof. I'm excited. So yeah, um, and then we'll just have cool runnings after that, and then we'll be done. Uh, so yeah, uh, tune in for that. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>